0: than all hope listeners, you're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi folks, Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. Doing as well as I could be expected, I guess. What do you expect? It's a beginning of a week. Well, not quite beginning of a week, but we shall see got some more memory in my stuff and you know I'm generally happy working on some artwork things like that you're probably doing your thing so I will get to it I had some ideas about pacing that I wanted to run by you based on once again things I've read things I've watched on YouTube so we will talk about that after this now I've been watching some YouTube videos on comic books, on comics, um, uh, mostly the the Comic Trope's channel, and he does a good job. And he talks about artists and comics that you know I either I didn't know about or I had forgotten about. Like he did, he did do a good thing on uh, the Doomsday Clock twelve issue series, which is a follow up to Watchmen and other things like that, and artists and writers he talks about. And I was thinking, you know, some of these guys I really like, especially the artists like John Buscema or Bill Sienkiewicz, and of course Jack Kirby and things like that. Have you ever thought to of going back and looking at some of those old comics issues and just looking at the artwork and reading the stories and seeing what the pacing is like. The pacing versus action. And try to try to take away some from something from that for your games. Not only in the pacing, but in like the artwork shows if it shows action, you know, you can't you can't really <laughs> it's hard to beat something like a Jack Kirby panel or something like that especially the older stuff where he really gets into it. And I love the John Buscema stuff. His his Conan stuff is absolutely out of this world. But, you know, you're thinking about, you're looking at these panels and you're reading this story. And it's like, this is the way, you know, I kept thinking this is the way games should be, you know, plotted and paced. How do I work that in there? Now, some of it is, You sit down. You look at these panels. Have you ever thought of maybe drawing a panel, drawing panels on a paper, like a comic strip? I'm not saying you have to draw in them, but like write out your. This is this is getting into like again mind mapping and and things like that. But have you ever thought of drawing something like comic panels and just writing out like okay, here's the story. Here's the write out the encounters in the panel and then look at it and see if you can change the panels around or edit it or however you want to do it. That, that just sort of leaped into my head there. It's like, why don't you take panels and do it like this? I know, and of course, you know, what I'm telling you, well, I'll get to that in a minute. But I remember there is there was a game or is a game out there, an old, uh, old uh, out-of-print game called Golden Heroes which was published in England. It was Games Workshop's one foray into superhero role-playing games. And they broke action down into panels. Each character had so many panels. Depending on his speed, he had so many panels to act. And I thought that was brilliant because it gives a visual element in your head to the whole thing. And you can, like, you know, sacrifice a panel if you want to wait or extend a panel or two if you want to do this and that and the other thing. But I thought that was absolutely brilliant. How do you adapt that to other games? Well, you just take the panel idea and just just write down panels. Make panels and just write down, okay, this is the encounter with the ogre, blah, 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 and whatever you want to put in there. Then write the next panel saying this is the counter that. And even better, if you take, like say, index cards, cut them in half, draw a panel on each of them, and then you can put them and lay them out and just take them out, put more in, change it around, however you want to do it. Think of it as a comic book. Think of it as an action comic book. Now, I know these. this is a natural for the superhero role-playing game, of course, but I, I don't see why it can't work for other genres, too. Another thing you could do is when you're playing the game, think about these panels. Try and bring some of that action into your narration. Try and get enthusiastic about that if you're an encounter if they're an encounter with i always like to say ogre encounter with an ogre you know the you know he takes a hit the ogre takes a hit the guy scores a hit say it's a crit and it's like you slam him right in his chest with a pow he staggers back and roll decks roll he falls flat on his keister he is now prone. You know, just start thinking about that. And also think about the adjectives you could use too. You can I mean, take a book, take a leaf out of Stan Lee's book, you know, where he'd come up with these they come amazing, you know, like face rip, like Marvel Superheroes, TSRs, face rip. Fantastic, astounding, amazing. You know, start thinking about alliteration. Oh wow, you hit him in the chest. His his chest is caved and oh uh, no i can't think of it his cavernous chest is caved in a way that stops the stops the the bubbling moth from laying a blow on you blah 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 you know that will get the players excited if you do it right you know i wouldn't do it for everything you know if they're out, if they're out in this town buying equipment you know you don't have to Unless a, unless a fight breaks out, you don't have to do it like that. But that is, you know, doing that way, that's in your prep, doing the panels thing, and when you're playing it, it also helps you to get enthusiastic. You know, if you you can stand up and do stuff. I'm always a proponent of that, although I don't always do it because I'm old and I get tired, And my back starts hurting after a while, so I, you know, blah, 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 blah. But you younger guys out there, you new GMs, whippersnappers out there, you could do that. I know for a fact that Matt Finch, when he he runs games at cons, he never sits down. He will stand on tables and run things because he has that many people. But he will, I figured, you know, he's always like gaming to like 20 or more people. And he can do it you know, like Mythos Tower and other things like that. And he stands on a table. I can understand why. But I have a feeling that he could have a table full of six, well, say six people, and he'd still stand on the table. He is that enthusiastic about it. And there's nothing wrong with looking at some old, you know, take take, take examples from the comics. Look at old DC and Marvel stuff, you know, especially the Kirby stuff and the Bushima stuff. It's just, it'll blow you away. And that's the kind of enthusiasm you want to get into this. And, you know, it's just, that's just something to think about. You think about it. Well, I go start my day. So, if you want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmengrognargemail.com, or you can drop a voicemail on Anchor. We are monetized so as little as 99 cents a month. You, too, can help support this program, and I would thank you. Thanks again, Jonathan, Dorje, Wendell, Jessen, Oliver, Shriek, Gilbert, Sores, Juan Carlos Llewellyn, Daniel Reynolds, Dan Gregg. Benjamin Brodell, Jason, and John Allen Large. Thanks, guys. Don't forget Dan Gregg's Young Y-U-N-G, Young Grognard podcast, Mark C. Wallring's The Yawning Albert podcast, Big John Allen Large's The Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tenkar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com.